Hey everybody, welcome again to another episode of the Shop Notes Podcast. This is Phil here from Shop Notes Magazine, joined by Logan from Popular Woodworking and John Doyle, who's from everywhere. He does it all. So today is episode number 160, and we're going to have a special midsummer edition of the podcast. Uh, this episode is brought to you by Epilogue Laser. You can quickly and easily customize your woodworking projects for added beauty and value. Learn more at epiloguelaser.com. It's already midsummer, and like the first day of summer was like two weeks ago. Right. That's the crazy thing. And I'm sitting on my deck in a sweatshirt. This is fantastic. Right. This is great. <laughs> this is not normal Iowa weather. <laughs> right. Yeah, two days ago it was like in the 90s and hot, and then last night I was like curled up on my deck in a blanket. <laughs> it's cold. Uh, yep. But I'll take it. Yep. So, rumor has it, well, I want to read a couple of comments from last week's episode where we had some. On the show notes page, if you haven't taken a look at it, there were several submissions to the Red Cedar Challenge. So we will maybe next week do a special award ceremony for that. But a couple of comments we got from Puppy Doc, who's going to be coming for a tour at some point. We finally did make the connection there. Uh, he says, I did a, an epoxy floor covering in my garage and workshop last summer. It sounds at least very similar to what Logan is doing in his shop. I didn't do it myself. I hired a contractor to do my floor. And after hearing Logan talk about his experience, I'm glad I hired it out. <laughs> Absolutely love the way the floor turned out. The only problem is if he drops something, then he has a hard time seeing it in the total like screws or small bits of hardware that it can get lost in the uh, like... vinyl flex. Yeah. Yeah. I've experienced that in my dad's yeah. shop, and it's a real thing. I went into that knowing yeah. full well that that would happen. Okay. I hadn't thought of that at all. That's kind of an uh, interesting interesting thought Yeah, on there. but I have to get a roller mm -hmm. magnet or something. Yeah. Maybe they and, can develop a brass something. magnet maybe on the other side. Maybe they can develop a flecking that's like opposite of like hardware, so it makes anything stand out. Like, is this the technology we can work on? Yeah, probably. Yeah, we'll put it on the list. Yeah, or do a flecking that looks like little bits of screws and washers and nuts and stuff like that, so that when it goes down, it you just blends it. right into the floor. Yep. Yeah, you just leave it. Uh, George Wilmore says, I taught industrial arts for 40 years. I had as much fun as the students. We made several nice projects. Well, strong work, George. That's pretty cool that you did for 40 years. And uh, I'm sure that the students made quite a few really nice projects. Uh, Jeff Baker writes, I have to vote for the bulls as the best overall use of red cedar in the round category followed closely by the chairs as most useful use of red cedar in the a la king's fine woodworking category the doll one wins best use of red cedar for a display case of potential dystopian effigy 
Very nice. Uh, then Alfeda158 says, Shop Notes fan fiction doesn't slash, it scarfs. <laughs> there you okay. go. All right. Yep. And then it must have been in response to purging tools or getting rid of them or getting rid of stuff. Uh, he also says to just get rid of the Nickelback records. <laughs> I can respect that. <laughs> uh. So there you go. So if you haven't checked out uh, the images of the photos of the submissions for the Red Cedar Challenge, you can do that at shopnotes.com slash podcast and then just click the link for episode number 159. So there you go. It's pretty cool stuff. Mm -hmm. I was pretty impressed with the lawn or the deck chairs. And then there's a matching set of side tables that were made in uh, Redwood that went with it. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Pretty cool setup. So I realized maybe we didn't, like, clarify the rules of engagement. <laughs> but I feel like I should have said Eastern Red Cedar instead of, like, Western Red. Because I think a lot of those projects were Western Red, which mm. is a true cedar. It's not like the purple yeah. juniper cedar. Yeah. You trying to make this an East Coast, West Coast thing? No, uh, no right. it is already an East Coast, West Coast thing. I'm not trying. It is. <laughs> Those boys from Jersey got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> well, the Bulls were definitely Eastern Red Cedar. Yes, the Bulls were, absolutely. Uh, I think the yeah. doll, the doll sarcophagus was as well. Yeah. And sure. there was a blanket chest that was... Eastern Red mm -hmm. Cedar. Mm -hmm. So maybe the only outlier would be the chairs. The chairs. Which I do love. I do love me some Western Red Cedar. Um, actually, that was one of the avenues I went down while trying to figure out what paneling to do in the shop was Western Red Cedar. It's just it's too expensive in the middle of Iowa. <laughs> yeah. So have you finally decided what the paneling's going to be? Oh, I'm gonna yeah, I'm gonna do the alder. Um, it's the cheapest. Um, I, I I sawed a bunch of pine for it. Um, I just don't have enough, and I would at this point I just rather get it in from Liberty, resaw it real quick, and put it up. Like I don't want to mess around with it. So um, yeah, so I'm gonna do alder. Um, it's gonna be that was my plan for the windows, the window jams and trim was alder anyways. So it'll just blend all together. So it'll work nice. Yeah. Yep. You have a lot of resawing on your hands then. Well, yes, I do. Uh, approximately 400 square feet is what I need. So resaw 200 square feet into 400 square feet. Right. But I so decided just... because, because I'm going to do it vertically instead of horizontally, I can cut them all down to like 40 inch sections. And then I'm just resawing 40 inch boards instead of like, you know, 14 foot boards or whatever Liberty would give me. Mm -hmm. Right. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. So which of your bandsaws is that one going to be done on? The shops Laguna with a carbide tooth blade. <laughs> <laughs> However, I was going to ask you guys. All right. So 
the the stock I'm getting in is going to be random width, four to six inches. Okay, anything over six inches is another fifty cents a board foot. So screw that. Um, mm-hmm. So it's going to be four to six. I'm going to do a half lap. So it's going to be kind of like a ship lap style. So that there will be laps on both edges. You know, for each side, whatever. And I'm going to resaw it down to half inch paneling. So I'm thinking like quarter inch, three sixteenths inch deep rabbit along the edges. Would you guys tackle that on the table saw? Would you tackle it on the router table? Knowing it's naughty alder. Mm-hmm. I, with that much, I feel like the table saw does the best about like removing waste and mm-hmm. chips and stuff where it's like on a router, you're doing that many rabbits that, it always feels like the dust and the chips kind of collect, get, yeah, you know, yeah, that's fair. All yep. stuck in in, the, in there and around the fence, and I don't know. I would think table saw would be the fastest. Yeah. Well, and I was, I'm, I'm just more, I'm concerned about those knots, and I think the table saw will deal with those a little bit better. Mm-hmm. At least it's trying to avoid, yeah, like probably. I'm trying to avoid chipping out like the edges you know if there's yeah. a knot right yeah. on the edge yeah so i can see that mm-hmm. i think to me the bigger issue is like what john said that it, unless you have super awesome dust collection off of it that it's just gonna build up pretty pretty quickly back there yeah i think with with doing that much if i try to do it on the router table i'll probably set up like a zero clearance fence on it yeah you know what I mean? And I think that would probably help the best. Um, but, yeah. That's a problem for a different day. Right. If you do it in the video studio, just make sure you empty the dust collector bag first because I think it's pretty full right now. Yeah. <laughs> just saying. Yep. I'll, I'll do it in the shop where it has the 55-gallon drum. <laughs> <laughs> And then I'll only have to empty it three times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I hear also in regards to your shop, Logan, that there may or may not be another lathe. <laughs> God. Yeah, throw well, There's that bus. Jeez Louise. That was off well, the record. That was, yes. <laughs> yeah. Let's strike that from this video. Well, Okay. Yes. The problem is, like, I mean, it's not one I... Well, no, it's probably one I'll keep because it's weird. Um, yeah, they're, one of our previous shop craftsmen, Dana, likes to collect logs, and I go out and saw for him occasionally. I don't let Dana pay me for logs that I cut. Um, instead, I've always bartered with him. So I got my gooseneck trailer from Dana and his brother, Joel. Um, for a bunch of sawing and Dana reached out to me last week and said, Hey, I got a bunch of logs that I need cut. You know, you want to barter the, uh, the sawing for the, he has a lathe called a Koenig K O N I G. It's a German lathe. And I can, for the life of me, I cannot find a lick of information about them. Like I'm guessing, I mean, it had to have been. So Dana got it from our office when we moved buildings. You know, we had to downsize a bunch of tools and stuff. And I tried to buy it. Like, I I dropped a 
four or five hundred dollar bid on it immediately trying to kick, get people out of the way and there was a, i think maybe it was it might have been like ted and maybe it was ted and dana going at it for that lathe but anyways long story short he's had it in his garage and it has not been set up in five years so he's like i'm i'd like to trade you that lathe for sawing and i said okay cool that's great i can't find a lick of information about him um and if I remember right, there was a, like a huge box of a bunch of attachments that went with it and stuff. And I don't know what the attachments were for. I feel like there was maybe like a metal cross slide that went with it. I I don't remember. Now, yeah. I don't think that that lathe's going to go inside my shop area. Because, I, I mean, this is a woodworking shop that I'm going to be doing photos in. I don't need to be a turning studio. I'm already gonna have two. I'm already gonna have two lathes in there. So, and right, right now I have four lathes. This Koenig could be the fifth one. I'm gonna sell the two little ones probably. I don't know. It's just, mm-hmm. I'm lathe rich. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah. is that lathe? Uh, was that in the carriage house? Is that? Yes, it was. I want to say that that was bought probably before my time, a long time ago, and they bought all these extra parts because it wasn't something you could get replacement parts for. So they like pre-bought okay. replacements yeah. or something like that. Or, okay. Because was it from Germany or? Oh yeah, it's German. Like, like yeah, yeah, like they got it and they just bought all the extra parts because you couldn't get replacement parts for it. So it's like, and then I don't know that I've ever seen it used. Here. Well, I I, I know that was back in the day. So yeah. I think so I Steve Johnson what. did some turning for yeah. a couple of woodsmith projects on it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That they I mean, had set it up. So yeah. I mean, it's one of those things that I find I could find a picture of like one Koenig lathe for sale, and if I remember right, it was like a standard form lathe, like flatbeds, kind of like a common lathe. But the only yeah. pictures of Koenig lathes I could find have like tubular beds kind of like a shopsmith would but i yeah, i don't no. remember that being like that so i i don't know it's we will see and every time i've been to dana's place he's like oh yeah the lights back there and it's stacked behind piles of wood so you can't even see it <laughs> right so yeah so that's the other part of the payment is that you have to dig it out <laughs> get it out also. yeah no <laughs> no kidding I, yeah so but yeah, you know, it's, it's, it's not a problem unless I be, let it become a problem. <laughs> you can only use one at a time, right. but if you set up a lathe for a project, you can leave it set up for that project and go to the other lathe. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. You could turn a green bowl on it and then just set, leave let it, it on dry there to dry. Yes. There yes. you go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There we go. Or once your shop is done, you'll be able to do like small lathe instruction classes, turning instruction classes. Well, yeah, you know, that kind of was in the back of my mind, like, because I, both you and I teach classes for the Des Moines Woodworkers. Um, I have brought up to the guys there doing some like basic turning classes for woodworkers because there's, I mean, there's a Des Moines Wood Turners Club. There's names one as well. Um, 
yeah i've brought up doing some basic turning classes and it's kind of like oh we can't do that because those are the wood turners lathes those aren't our lathes so the des moines woodworkers don't have lathes even though the lathes are in the same shop it's the wood turners so it's like yeah you know now i got five well i will have five sitting here it's like we could do turning classes um but you know that's i think it's more than i want to bite off right now Mm -hmm. yeah I just picture like a uh, Jets Sharks like rival gang dance off between the regular woodworkers mm-hmm. and the wood turners going down. <laughs> yeah. Yes, just that's, like yeah, they yeah, it's definitely a turf war. Stay thing. off, yeah, yeah, stay off their turf. You know, yeah, and you're just there in the middle. Yep. <laughs> Can't we all get sides. along? Yeah. That would be a question that I have for anybody who's part of a woodworking club in your town. Is there are there turf wars or shade thrown around for the different groups that are in there? Yep. Then you got your wood carvers on the outside and uh-huh. Uh-huh. artists. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The uh yeah. And I get it. I mean, like, if you don't know what you're doing on a lathe, you can break stuff. You can hurt yourself. So, like, I get it. Even if you do know what you're doing, <laughs> you can right. break stuff. <laughs> what, John? What are you saying? <laughs> I've just heard things. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, nothing was injured yesterday. Yeah. No. Except two bowls. A bowl and a hollow form. And a clean pair of underwear. <laughs> no, I'm talking about me. Oh, you sorry? Just yeah, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. All right. So, because we were talking about this yesterday when you were doing the turning video, you had mentioned about turning alabaster. Yeah. Is there any other non-wood material that you would be interested in turning? Just so, I, just to so see there, what it would be like to do. Yeah. Um, now, I'm going to get some shade for this and um, bring it on, people. Um, I would love to turn some ivory. Um, supposedly, ivory is like one of the nicest materials to turn and use. Um, you can't do it because people like elephants. And rhinos. Um, so there's. Can you that. find sustainable, sustainably harvested ivory anywhere, or I renewable don't... ivory, or? No, the best you get is you get vegetable ivory, which is a tagua nut. Yeah, um, I think I, I thought I saw something about like hippo teeth or something like that. Yeah, and actually, I I have a hippo tooth downstairs. Um, like it's two halves of a hippo's tooth. It came in a, a big box of stuff I bought. Um. Yeah, and, like, I don't know how that works different. Um, so you used to be able to do a lot with walrus ivory because there's a lot of walruses, oh, okay. right? Um, something in the, I think, Obama administration era changed where you can't use it anymore. Um, but I feel like you could still get it. Now, you can get mastodon ivory. Um, okay. So you can do that. Because they're not endangered anymore. Mm-hmm. No, that's the ship has sailed long ago. <laughs> uh, the other thing that you can use, and I know a lot of people do, is bone. 
Um, so a lot of people will, will turn Cowbone, and I guess it turns really, really nicely. Okay. Um, and it's very easy to get. You just go to a pet store. Um, and you can get like, and the nice thing about the pet store is you can buy ones, you can select them, right? So like, oh, a lot yeah. of times you, you'll you'll be able to sort. <laughs> I know John I'm just, is something I'm to just say. Thinking, I'm just thinking of like a puppy bin. It was like, oh, these puppies didn't sell. <laughs> you know, we're just gonna throw them away if you wanna. You know, dig through the Take box. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, like, I mean, you get those, like, the dog shoes. Obviously not, like, the peanut butter filled ones, but you get just, like, the cow bones. And you could select ones that have, like, an even wall thickness, and they're fairly round. And, it, like, I, supposedly that stuff is um, pretty pretty good. Um, I, there's a, a Turner. I've watched her stuff. I, I want to say it's Dixie Biggs, but I might be wrong with that. Um, that would do a lot of, like, ornament not ornamental turning because that's a whole different game. Um, but like do some like threaded boxes. Um, I've also seen guys do threaded boxes out of, um, uh, elk antlers because oh, you know, okay. elk have elk and moose have the biggest antler bases on them. Like a, a big white tail, you know, will be that big around where an elk will be, you know, three inches, a couple of inches. So. Yeah. Yeah. And you can do, um, you can turn them with standard turning tools. Um, supposedly, it doesn't stink very bad. Um, I've heard turning deer antler, which I've never done, amazingly. Um, uh, supposedly, that smells really bad, but I think that's probably only if you're using, like, carbide tools. Like, I think if you're using cutting tools, it probably is okay. Yeah. Um, because you're not getting as much dust in there. Um, so, no... <sighs> I would really be interested in turning some ivory, but can't do it. So, you know, mm-hmm. but we've yeah, talked about that, resin bowling balls in the past too. Is there any other like resin products that you can turn? Oh, I mean, or? you could turn a ton. Yeah. You could turn a ton of resin stuff. Um, the, the problem, I don't like turning resin. It's, it's so staticky. It makes a freaking mess. Mm-hmm. Like, shavings wet shavings make a mess but those are easy to clean up the the resin epoxy you know whatever it is polyester or an acrylic it it's so staticky like and it just sticks to everything um Mm -hmm. and i i don't like it and it's chippy and yeah i don't i don't care for it as much um there is a couple forms of plastic that supposedly turn really nicely like um you know, uh, machinists used some like, is it like uh, Dacron or um, like the the dense plastic that they'll use? Oh, Delrin, for... yeah, Delrin, Delrin. Thank you. Um, yeah, Delrin plastic. Um, you know, some of that stuff. It would be kind of cool just to turn. I don't know what I, what I would do with it. Um, I do enjoy. I enjoy turning brass um and aluminum and bronze like those are fun ones to turn um because you can sure good like good tools turn them really nicely uh good sharp tools so um i like those um the well, you did thing pewter was, a few years ago yeah and pewter turns great um the the bowling ball thing that john was talking about i turned that on a video <laughs> that video is floating around somewhere maybe on our youtube yeah. channel i don't remember it's floating around somewhere um it was the wrong type of bowling ball. It was not resin. It was some form of plastic or rubber. Um, it probably had asbestos in it. Um, but, like, modern bowling balls turn really nice, supposedly. Um, I've seen guys turn bowling pins as well. 
like the inner core yep. ends up being like laminated maple, um, okay. which is supposed to be really nice. Um, I mean, uh, laminated maple would turn nice, but yeah, I mean, nothing, nothing else super, super crazy. You know, the the alabaster thing kind of is interesting to me because I know that people have turned it on on a lathe. Um, I don't know what type of tools. You know, I'm assuming you maybe have to scrape it, um, something like that. You know, you might be able to use. I don't know that you have to use carbide. You might be able to use standard tools. I don't. I don't know. Um, yeah, but I just like the fact that you can get that really, really white like marbly look with it. Um, and I think there's some really cool, um, elegant type looks you could do with like, you know, an alabaster, you know, hollow form with an ebony rim or something like that. I think it would be really, really neat. So, yeah, I think it would be kind of cool to see it as like a, like pendants or finial or even drawer pulls, you know, that you could do is drawer pulls pulls would be really cool. Yeah, that would be cool. Um, so I don't, I it's something I might have to go down the uh, the path of. So yeah. So anybody out there that's turned alabaster or soapstone or something unusual, you could put that in the comments on our YouTube channel. That would be kind of fun to hear mm-hmm. your experience with it, or if you've turned something and it didn't quite turn out the way you wanted. The, you know what's the what's the disaster story there, and then we'll see if we can find a link for the the bowling ball debacle. Um, see yeah. if we can find that somewhere. It's probably in the bloopers file or something. <laughs> <laughs> I want to give a special shout out to Epilogue Laser for sponsoring today's episode. Uh, they have a variety of options for you to be able to customize and increase the value of your woodworking projects. Uh, you could check out all the deals that they have going on over at epiloguelaser.com. I got a question for you guys. Okay. Okay. This kind of stems from back, I don't know, probably episode 30 or something. We had no plan, so we did a Logan's Rapid like 60 Questions episode. Yep, you guys remember right. that? It was like a yeah. good yeah, to know promised... the staff. Yeah, yeah you I think that's where we to kind do of more peaked. of those. Back, yeah. back episode 30, <laughs> that was our peak. <laughs> been a slow slide since then okay so i got a couple of them if you guys this is this is more just to get to know the mental state of all of us you guys have to choose one okay you can either never use power tools again or you can use power tools but every time you do a glue up you have to eat the glue booger on top of the bottle that's me i was gonna do that anyways (laughs) Not a question. Yeah. Not a question. Power tools John. all the way. Yeah. <laughs> Power tools and glue buggers. <laughs> I think, yeah, I pretty much do that every time I go to glue up. I bite the you just bite I usually the top bite the, off. the top off. I don't swallow it though, I spit it out. But you get the taste. Okay. Yeah. You're still tasting it. Uh, Bill, are you using glue are you using power you tools or not? Tang. Uh, I would probably skip that and go with not using power tools. Okay, that's fair. I would I would eat the boogers. I would eat the glue boogers. So. <laughs> that's why I leave them for you, you know underneath it's, the bench. It's, it's yeah, sterile and it tastes delicious. So <laughs> yeah, you know, 
I eat it. Uh, now, if it was, right. it, if, if if that was know, the case, know. then I would just go straight hide glue after that. That's Ooh. true. It yeah, because be, it's basically like a steak. It's gelatin. You know, right? yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So, or or you go all like Chris Schwartz and you just go straight to gummy bear glue, right? Right. So, all right. The next question. We're gonna leave wings out of this, but thighs or breasts for chicken. Uh, breasts. Thighs. I'm a thighs guy too. Yeah, and I only say that because I, I think... sit next to my gr- grill and I did chicken thighs on the smoker the other night. Oh my god, they're so good. Yeah, I probably like the the flavor of thighs better, but like just being the one who cooks and cuts up, you know, bone in stuff. Yeah, it's like it's harder to bone a thigh than it is than a breast. So yeah, and everybody likes chicken wings for the most part. So you gotta leave those out. Oh so. yeah. Yeah, 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 right. Yeah, yeah. All right. Final question I had prepared for this segment: Kiss, Mary, Kill. You have to <laughs> select one woodworking title for each of those. Oh, well, let's change this. Okay, um, one woodworking magazine any, goes in the shop. <laughs> any, any, <laughs> any. Okay. Okay. One, one magazine. One woodworking. One woodworking magazine has to go in the shop. One goes next to the toilet. And one disappears from the face oh. of the earth. Pop would kill for sure. Wow. Um, I should have seen that coming. Shop, shop notes goes in the shop. Or maybe by the toilet. I don't know. Shop notes is a good one to thumb through just sitting in the bathroom maybe. I don't know. Yep. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I'd date Woodsmith, but I wouldn't marry it. Okay. <laughs> See, I'm I'm putting I'm putting shop notes in the shop. I am killing Wood Magazine. Shots fired at those guys. See, I didn't want to bring and other people into this. I'm doing it. I'm doing it. <laughs> and then I'm putting fine woodworking next to the toilet. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. Or mortise and tenon. Nope. Nah. Like Ooh. No. Can I change my kill to Mortis and Tenon? <laughs> it's a bloodbath. You're just like killing everybody. <laughs> we I mean, we know most of these guys, so it's all in jest. Yeah. But I'm interested for yeah. Phil's answer. Oh, he's probably killing Intarja Weekly. I'm guessing. Intarja Weekly. <laughs> That's just too much. Um in the shop i would well in the shop i have shop notes so okay yeah uh, i'll go the same thing with you for by the toilet is fine woodworking that's a good yep it's a good yep. reader yep and then uh the kill one would probably be um you just can't narrow it down there's so many. Right. <laughs> They're all so yeah. awful. I almost woodcraft. I will okay, yep. I was gonna say I almost said Woodcraft just because it's a trade magazine. Or not it's not a trade magazine, but it's you know, it's their own magazine, so hey, we had to fire some shots down the road at Wood Magazine though. Come right. on. Yeah. We're naming names so here on the gonna, Shop Notes podcast. They're gonna start a podcast to just tear into us yep yep oh i did have okay i did have one more question prepared okay would you guys rather all hardwood you use has 
200% increased movement through the seasons. So, <laughs> so it expands and contracts 200% of what it does now. Okay, I'm, I'm going with option two, no matter what it is. <laughs> Or build everything only, out of MDF. I say you can only use oh. the ultra cheap plywood that I built that uh, uh, flat file out of. <laughs> this is this is a tough one because both I are know. terrible. <laughs> I'm going with wood movement, 100. percent Maybe, oh, yeah. yeah, maybe it just like it lasts, you know, lasts a season or two and explodes, and you start all over rather than <laughs> the cheap plywood that's. <laughs> terrible so, du- sawdust uh, and chippy and yeah ugh. so that plywood i built a uh flat file it was actually a craig tool sponsored video uh but it was a flat file so like a industrial style blueprint drawer uh, but it was like as a coffee table built out of plywood yep. and this was during the peak of the plywood shortage right this was yeah. and this was mm-hmm. like covid Everything was 400% price. This was the yeah. only plywood I could get at Menards. And they must have bought this batch from the back of a, you know, oil freighter or something. Because it was super lightweight. It oh, was, yeah. as soon as you cut it, like, everybody in the studio was coughing. Like, I don't know what mm-hmm. was in it. It was nasty. Yeah. Um, that, that project reminded me of the scene from... Uh... The Princess Bride, when they're torturing him, and he's like, I've now just taken one year off of your life. How do you feel? <laughs> yes. That's what yes. the end of that project felt like. Yes. Yep. Yeah. It was awful. It was bad. It's almost like I had like fiberglass in it. Like, it gave me that. I don't know. Type of it cough. was, it was a terrible, terrible taste yeah. smell that was in there. And that was what was, I mean, the lightweight was really interesting because, you know, a, a typical three quarter inch sheet of plywood is, like what, sixty to eighty pounds, yeah. depending, yeah. you know. Yeah. And this one was probably forty. Yeah, yeah, it was weird. Very. You know, weird. we could have played frisbee with it out in the parking lot. It was. Yeah. Yep. Well, that concludes my questions I had. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. So if you feel free to want to, if anybody listeners want to answer those questions yourself, put those mm-hmm. in the comment section on our youtube channel uh that would be a fun fun little (laughs) interactive element for today's podcast so Uh. so there you go that wraps it up for another episode of the shop notes podcast uh also check out our show notes page shopnotes.com slash podcast to find out the free plan that goes with today's episode we'll also put a link to it on the youtube page that goes with it um want to give a special shout out to epilogue laser for sponsoring today's episode uh, they have a variety of options for you to be able to customize and increase the value of your woodworking projects. Uh, you can check out all the deals that they have going on over at epiloguelaser.com.